Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Be the church morning and count with God here this uh, Even this morning, we have a bit of fun, but we want to come around the living word of God here today as well. And uh, we obviously had a bit of fun this morning around Father's Day. And again, I want to give a special shout out to all the dads. A shout out to all the uncles, all the granddads, all the spiritual dads, all the foster dads out there, all the dads who are going to be dads one day, all the dads who are believing in that regards. And I want to be able to give a shout out because I believe the world needs dads. We've got a world that screams out many different things, but I'm, I'm a believer that we need fathers who are going to raise up children, both their own but those around them as well, in order for our world to be able to live in a way where it's according to its word here. And uh, I want to give a shout out to all our dads. I want to give a, a boldness into our dads. I want to give a courage into our dads because, again, our dads have been shouted down at times with the fact that, hey, don't be masculine, but we've been made masculine. I believe we need masculine men out there, not just masculine bodies, but masculine souls. People who understand the Word of God, who understand truth, who understand what it means to fight, who understands what it means to take courage and take a stand in the world today. And I want to give a bit of courage here because, again, not always is the men that are actually given a bit of a props and a bit of an ups here, but I want to be saying that we, we have been designed in a way to be leaders of the home, leaders in the church, and be able to be people who don't abuse power, but actually have power to be life givers to those around us. So I want to be able to shout out to all our men here today. I just want to pray for our men here today, especially our, our dads here today, because what you do, it matters. It matters so much. I want to be a church that has many, many, many men who have the Deuteronomy 6 call that says, you know, I'm going to be able to raise my children in the ways of the Lord. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to love the Lord your God. I'm going to show my children the ways of the Lord. It matters. And maybe this morning right now, you're sitting next to someone who's a husband, who knows a dad, or maybe he's an uncle, and maybe you're a spiritual dad here this morning. I want to have a by praying for us all here today. And together, let's pray together in this way, church. Because again, I think we need to take a stand in these kind of areas. And um, you know, I've got some things to say here this morning, but I want to start here today. So again, if you're, if you're around a dad or if you're around a, a husband right now or someone that's believing to be a, kid, a, a dad one day, why don't you just place their hand on the shoulder or you can hold their hands. And just in a way, we can just take a stand as a church where we can be able to, just to pray together, pray together. Father God, I thank you that you are the Father. You are our heavenly Father. And God, because of your great love for us, God, we now have the opportunity to love one another. And God, I think that you place a special kind of call upon men, especially dads here in our world today. Now, God, I thank you that you are God, Emmanuel, that you are God with us, that you're with every single dad right now. And I pray for courage to come and fill their lives in Jesus' name. God, I pray for a boldness to be able to rise up on the inside for every single man, every single dad here this morning, Lord God. I pray that there'll be a stand and a fight, Lord God, against the, the principalities of this world, Lord God. There'll be a rise. They are called for such a time as this, Lord God. I want to declare over every single dad here that they have what it takes to be the difference in their families, the difference in our communities, Lord God. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon every single one of them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I pray for a joy, Lord God, to flow upon each one of them, Lord God, and an encouragement here today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We all said? 
Amen, 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 amen. Hey, um, I'm excited to be here this morning and and I, I actually feel like I've got less of a, of a, of a formal message, but it actually is more of a prophetic voice for our church. I actually spent two weeks ago, I had a chance to be able to, um, our, our youth leaders were praying for, um, for, the, for the youth time on, on a Friday night. And, and again, I love the fact that I, I actually barged in on them. And they're all praying, they're all in the moment, and then suddenly there's this deep voice that came out and scared each one of them because I'd snuck into the room when they were praying. And as I was standing there, I felt like there was a call that was, was for them at the time. But actually, as I, as I, as I moved from on, on from that moment, I actually felt like God was saying, this is the call for the church right now. And I believe it's a call for the church, but I also believe it's a call for individuals here this morning as well. And the call is, and the word was, that we have a, we're, we're a drought-breaking church. That we're a drought-breaking church. I think this morning I'm speaking to drought-breakers. I think this morning I'm speaking to the people who seek God, who believe in the things of God, and are going to be the living rain being poured into, into, into individuals in our community, into families here today, into marriages here today. And so I believe in here today that we are a drought-breaking church. You guys are really quiet. I believe it. I believe it here this morning. And I want to stir up a faith here today on Father's Day that we may be indeed people who, who hold on to the Word of God, who are indeed a part of seeing living rain poured down into our communities, poured down into our colleges, poured down into our marriages, into our kids, into the world we live in right now, that we will see living rain because God is a God who pours out living rain here this morning. He pours out living rain. And I don't know exactly every single person here or hello, the Browns are back from the USA. Hey, good to see you guys. Four weeks away, good to see you guys. Hey, I don't know every single person's story right now. I don't understand necessarily what kind of week you might have had right now. But I do believe that if you are a child of God, that He is a God that wants to be able to pour Himself out into us. And today's a day where I'm believing for, for us to be stirred up in the Spirit, stirred up as a church here today, that we'll see rain falling into every area, every of our church in Jesus' name. If you've got your Bibles here today, I'm going to be speaking from 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. Hopefully, Sean, this is okay. Um, when I was in worship, Ollie just grabbed it and just yanked it. I was like, oh no, I hope it's in the right position right now. I hope you can hear me okay. It's all good. Um, and 1 Kings chapter 18, and this is a, it's a gnarly chapter of the Bible. I tell you what, you could have like a motion film just, just produced on the back of this particular chapter right now. And there's lots and lots of things happening right now. But Elijah, he's a man that's actually been called, and for a time such as the time he was in right at the time, to be able to see some healing upon the lands. He was a hero of the Bible. And he had a, a way to be, able to, to be able to take and fight battles and be able to lead the people away from the direction they were heading in and being brought back into the ways of the Lord. And he was called for a, for a mighty purpose. And I love how the Bible is actually so encouraging because sometimes, I'm not too sure about you, but sometimes you might be reading the Bible and you, you read about the characters and the heroes in the Word. And particularly as you go through like a Hebrews 11, you might feel like, oh my goodness, I can never be like these people. But I got encouraged this week, I was, I was sort of looking into this, into this Word a bit more, that in James chapter 5, verses 17, the Word says that Elijah was just like us. Just like you and me, just like Nath, just like Marcus, just like my mate Joel, just like my mother-in-law Miriam. Shout out to Miriam, she's a good woman. I've got to say, I'm, I mean, she's my mother-in-law, so I've got to <laughs> And she's Maltese, she's a bit crazy, so I've got to make sure about 
They're just like us. But the thing is that separated Elijah from most others, but the thing that separates us from others as well, it says that Elijah, he prayed. It says that he actually sought after God. And the encouragement to us is that though Elijah probably faced the same kind of things that, he, that we face today, that he had a, a, a posture, he had a resilience, he had a, had, had, a, had a desire to seek after the things of the Lord. And my hope, my, my prayer today is that we'll be that same person as well. Because I believe just, just like God was raising up Elijah's then, he's raising up Elijah's today. He's raising up rainmakers today that will come and be the difference in our communities. I'm not too sure if you look at the news every now and then, you can see, oh my goodness, we need life. We need to be kept, we need to be the carriers of life in what we're doing. And I'm believing for, for hundreds of, whoa, hundreds of, uh, <laughs> there we go, it's a bit of excitement for the morning. <laughs> hundreds of Elijahs in our church being raised up and being the difference. Elijah was a difference maker. People that will go out and do what Jesus did. That's what I'm believing for here today. So it says here, Elijah, he prays. For rain, that's what my title in my, in my Bible in verse 41. So if you're following along in your Bibles right now, verse 41, and it says these words. Before we get into it, I'm going to give you three areas or three, three points, three thoughts for us on how we can be rainmakers and how we can be uh, drought breakers. So this is then Elijah said to Ahab, Ahab, just so you know, he's the king of the time. He's married to, a, he's married to an interesting woman. Um, he's married to a lady that wasn't necessarily all that kind and all that nice. In fact, young guys over here, if you're looking on who not to marry, go and look into Jezebel. <laughs> Jezebel's like, man, she's, she's a bit crazy. Um, and so anyway, Ahab and, and Jezebel, they were leading their, their people into idolatry during the time. They were leading people away from God. And Elijah was called to be able to stir them up a little bit and be able to challenge them on a few things. So Elijah, he's speaking to the king. And he says, go and get something to eat and drink. For I hear, everyone say hear. Yeah. For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Now this is a really important verse because actually what's happening during the time is that they're in three and a half years of droughts. They're in three and a half years of famine. They haven't seen a rain cloud for three and a half years. And so what so often happens as you read the word, when you see the word drought, you see the, the people in drought, so often it's a time of judgment that God has for the people. So often it's a time when God's trying to get the attention of the people during the time to come back to him. And the people during this time, they're in drought. But on the flip side, what so often happens is that when it rains, it's seen as a sign of God's blessing. It's seen as God's abundance, God's provision, God's goodness during the time as well. And so rain and droughts often very, uh, signifies what's going on during the time. So Ahab, he's been challenged to go get something to eat, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah, I love these three words, but Elijah climbs. Again, I think I'm speaking to climbers here this morning. Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed down low to the ground and prayed with his face between his legs, between his knees. I don't know even how he does that. It's like, right down here. Oh. He, he's doing some kind of weird limbo kind of yoga thing right there during the time. Then he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked. He returned to Elijah and said, 
I don't see anything. Seven times, Elijah went and told him, go and look. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the same size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab. And I love Elijah's faith here. Hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go home. Because if you don't hurry, the rain, it will stop you. And soon as the sky was black with clouds and a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm. A terrific rainstorm. Father God, I thank you for your word. God, let it be the thing that actually directs. Let it be central to all that we do. God, we thank you for it's living, that's sharp, and it's the truth that we need. I pray this message may stir hearts today. May we be indeed not just people who hear a word, but go out and do the word. Stir us, I pray. I pray especially people who are on their, early on their journeys today. May this word be an encouragement to their hearts. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. So I said beforehand, I've got three things that I believe that we need to do in terms of positioning ourselves to be drought breakers here today. And three things from this scripture I want to bring out. And the first one is that we need to listen up. We need to listen up. When I say listen up, I don't mean it's like listen up. I used to be a teacher, and so every second thing I used to say is listen up kids, listen up kids, listen up kids. Now I'm talking, we need to listen up. I think too often we're, we're busy listening around us or listening down on things. Elijah had a word and it was on the word that he had that he was able to stand on and believe and he acted on the word. The Bible says in verse 41, it says, For I hear a mighty rainstorm. We kind of not forget that the fact that he was living in a drought during the time. There were no like, like clouds in the sky. There was no evidence of rain falling down. But he heard something. And he didn't hear with his ears, I don't think. I think he heard with his heart. He heard in the spirit that something was going on. And he was able to hold on to that word that even in a time that seemed crazy at the time, he said, you need to go get yourself ready because there's rain coming. There's rain coming. Can I remind us that we are a little bit weird at times? The Bible says in Zechariah that we're a peculiar bunch. Some of you are a bit more peculiar than others. <laughs> but we're peculiar. We're, we're going to realise that we are, we're not born of just flesh. We're born of spirit as well. And we're going to be believing this, that sometimes it's countercultural to what the world is saying. That whilst others will think that we're a bit peculiar, I think heaven's clapping saying, good on you guys. Go the bold. Believe in his word. Believe in a way that we can actually see transformation happening. Our culture, it is confused. It's so confused. I don't go to the project to go and get my word. I don't go to ABC News to go and get my word. I don't go to Women's Week. Is Women's Weekly even a thing anymore? I don't even know. I don't go to Woman's Weekly to get my word. I go to the living God in order to be able to find what is the direction for my family? What is the direction for our church? What is the direction for our college? I go to His word. We've got to have word. Men and women here today overseeing families. You need a word for your families. Husbands, you need a word for your wife. Leaders of businesses, you need a word to be able to lead your business. People who are, are find themselves in financial ruin. You need, a, you, need a, you need a word for your finances. 
We need a word from God. Elijah, he had a word. He heard a mighty rainstorm. You know what? I actually think for Elijah, it rained twice. It rained when he heard the word, but then it rained when it actually came down. And we're gonna be people who, who go after the word of God and then believe in the word of God. I love Abraham. Abraham was a guy who, who uh, he was, his family, like he, he had it all in so many ways. He was rich, he was wealthy. And when people would go and think about, oh, um, who's got it all? Who's the most prolific man in the time? Abraham was the guy. He was successful in so many different ways. He had the cattle, he had the land, he had all. But then God gave him something. He gave him a word and says, I want you to go. And he left the things that he knew because he had a word from God. I wonder here today, are we listening? And are we listening up? Are we listening to our Heavenly Father? Because I believe that because God is good. He's a speaking God, by the way. That if we, are, we position ourselves, which is going to be my next point, we are in places where we can indeed hear the Word. It all starts with the Word. You know, about a year ago, Pastor Andrew and Claire came and said to us, hey, would you like to be at a... Well, they, they believed and we needed to go on the journey for ourselves of believing, is it right for us to be able to lead the church? Now, I remember at the time I had a few big gulps and I think, oh, no. Actually, I, I thought, no. I thought, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and uh, I said almost like internally to God, I said, I need a word. I need a word. And the word for me, I was actually walking my dog or probably the dog was walking me at the time. And I felt as though, like, there is a grace for you, Dan. And I said, Dan, Ali and Dan, there's a grace. And I held on to that word. The next day, Patrick McMuckwendidza sent me a message, and it was a scripture from Genesis that talked about how Moses, when he led, he had doubts, he had insecurities, he had questions, we all do, but there was a grace that would go with him. A little bit later on, in different prayer times, in different moments, Grace was coming through. I remember coming and saying to Al, I, th- I, think, I think this is for us. I think this is what God's calling us to do. I think we, we trust voices in, a, in our world and let's, let's go, let's, let's do this. There's question marks, there's, there's unsure nature, there's like, oh, what, what's it going to look like? Is it going to be hard? To, yeah, all these things were still to happen and probably will still happen, but we held on to this word. There's, there's a grace for us. We had a word. I want to stir every single person here up in this room Go after your word. Don't just live blindly. Don't, don't, don't live in a way where we're just following the, the craziness and the confusion of our world today. This is why it's so important to make sure we, we have the seed, we have the word of God with us, in us, living within us. So often we're so passionate about the end result, the fruits of our life. But what God's wanting to do, first of all, is with his word, so with his Bible, he wants to be able to place a word in us. And then from the word, it then becomes a place where we can activate faith. And then through faith, we can then start to see the fruit take place. But we've got to start in the right order. We've got to make sure that we go after the word, go after his word, go after his word. And so Elijah, he, he hears a mighty rainstorm. He, had, he listened up. Number two, number two, he climbed the mountain. And again, I love these words. In verse 42, it says, but Elijah climbs. Elijah climbs. Elijah climbs. Elijah climbs. And where does he climb? He climbs to the top of Mount Carmel. 
When you read through the early chapters of this, of this, um, of this story, we actually find about the fact that on top of Mount Carmel, God actually brings down fire from heaven. He encounters Elijah in that moment. Elijah encounters God in that moment. And he goes back to the same mountain where he had encountered God. I want to encourage, I want to get super practical with this just for a second right now. I think we need to find our mountains to climb. I think we need to find out places where what Moses would do, he'd leave the craziness of the world, he'd leave the craziness of people, and he'd climb mountains to be able to encounter God. And what he says is, after consecrating himself, which is a word we don't necessarily use that much today, but he consecrates himself, he climbs the mountain. And there's a bit of effort there. There's an intentionality around it. And what happens, he gets to the top of the mountain and he encounters God. But then he, the Bible says he meets, uh, meets him face to face like a friend would. And I wonder when was the last time did we climb the mountain? Jesus. Did we climb the mountain? And some might say, well, Dan, like, you know, God's everywhere. And so you can just do it anywhere. My, my thought, my encouragement today is like, find your mountain. Jesus. Go after a time. Go after a place. Go after a, after a moment that you can becomes like a rhythm in your life. God is the God of patterns. He does things by repetition. And my encouragement says that we, to be a church that we're going to be drought breakers, we need to be finding ourselves climbing the mountain, climbing the mountain. And I want to encourage us here today. Let's go after it. I want to stir us up. If you don't have a mountain that you currently climb, go and, go and find a time and a place to do that. And it doesn't have to happen in spiritual places. You don't have to go and find yourself on the second row of, you know, of the pews here every Sunday morning. It can happen every day midweek. It might happen in your car on the way to work. It might happen, but like for me right now, our routines sort of changed about two or three months ago, right? And you know when routines change, you, some of your habits that you once had in line, they get changed as well. Well, I found like my, my quiet times, they just got changed a little bit just because my, my, my routines changed a bit. And so um, we actually joined the gym like about a month or so ago. And for the last sort of like six to eight weeks, I've been able to find myself going to the gym. There's a cafe there. I get myself a coffee. I get myself, um, I listen, AirPods in. I'm listening to a, a, a podcast that goes through a, a scripture and goes through some um, devotionals during the time. I sit and I have a moment where I'm by myself and I can contemplate his scripture each day. I then have a chance to be able to go upstairs and I sweat and I grunt and I do all these kind of things up in the gym that I think myself, Dan, you needed a lot more work to do there. And I find myself in a place where I have worship in, I contemplate and have a moment where I climb the mountain. I want to encourage every single person. Again, it might be on the train on the work. It might be a place where you're in the car. It might be a place where you and your, your spouse sit down and do that. It might be, a, it might be much a moment where you're walking the dog. Find yourselves in places where you can climb the mountain. Because it's when we seek him, we posture ourselves, we, we find ourselves in a place where, God, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the word. And I love the fact that Elijah, he, he puts his head between his knees as if to kind of block out the noise of the world. Yes. Well, even a crazy noisy world. Jesus. You notice that? It's nice and quiet. Find ourselves in places where we can indeed block out the noise of the world in order to hear from him. I said I said this beforehand that probably the most profound moments where I've actually heard from God is when I'm mowing my lawn. It's weird, but I've got worship in. I can't hear the, but I can hear Him because I'm blocking out this the busyness and the crazy nature of the world. Let's find ourselves climbing the mountain. Climb the mountain. 
So number one, listen up. Number two, climb the mountain. Number three here this morning is look up. Look up. Listen up, climb, and look up. I love here that the the servant, there's a servant that comes up with Elijah. And again, the servant's been a part of seeing some pretty miraculous things. He's seen fire come down from heaven. He's seen the defeat of hundreds of false prophets. He's like, it's, it's crazy kind of times that he's seen. And so his servant comes with Elijah. And Elijah says to him in verse 43, go and look outward towards sea. Go and look. Go and look. And it says here that he invited him to do that seven times. Now, if you're, if you're the servant during the time, you say, come on, Elijah, I've seen you bring down he- a fire from heaven. Like, why are we doing this so many times right now? But he says, go and look. You know, sometimes when you're holding on to something, when we're, when we're believing for something, when we're seeking God for something, it doesn't always happen immediately. There can be a bit of a process. And here's another thought for all our mature Christians right now. Sometimes it doesn't even happen in the ways that you think it will happen or believe it to happen. Because God's got bigger plans than our plans. God's got more important ideas than what we do right now. And sometimes there's a bit of a, uh, a challenge for us that even though we think it should happen a certain way, we are not God. Let's remind ourselves of that here today. We worship a God that's so much bigger and better than who we are. We can find ourselves being able to trust in Him and His time and His purpose. And so what happens is it says, go and look. Go and look. Hey, um, go up the mountain. Go look. And go look out towards sea. Seven goes off. He comes back. Uh, prophet, sorry. Um, you know, there's no, there's no cloud. Go again. Okay, no worries. Come back. Oh, there's nothing there. Go again. Go again. Poor old servant's legs will probably like quadzilla by the end of it. He's like up and down the mountain a few times. And he's like, oh my gosh. You know, the Fire Master 2000's gone off a few times. And he's finding himself up and down, up and down. He comes back. It wasn't until the seventh time something happens. Can, can I hold on to a thought here for you guys that Faith is a substance, Hebrews 11 talks about. It's a substance. It's the substance. It's, it's tangible. It's, it's, it's God, God sees it. In Mark chapter 2, when uh, the, 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 the men um, carry their friend towards Jesus, Jesus says, I can see your faith. It's, it's real. It's like a currency. And what happens is faith, faith is, is a substance. And it's for, for things that are hoped for that are not yet seen. What do I think hope is? Hope is looking. Hope is looking. So often we find ourselves in a place where we want to be downcast, head down, but faith is going and looking again. Faith is looking again. I love the scripture, Romans 4, verses, uh, which one is it? Verse 18. When Abraham, he's in a place where he's received a word, but he hasn't yet seen the word in, 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 in its fruit. He hasn't seen his child come. When it says these words, it says in verse 18, even when there was no reason for hope, again, don't forget the fact that Elijah, he was in droughts. There was no sign of rain for a long period of time. I want to get the, uh, the music guys up if you want to come up now. There was no, there's no sign, there's no reason for hope for these things. If he went and asked Tim Bailey during the time, he would have said there's no rain coming. We're in drought. We're in famine right now. Just like that, Abraham, he was in his own kind of drought. There was a barrenness upon his wife. And Abraham, he says, he kept hoping and believing that he would become a father of nations. Why? What's this? Because God had said to him, he had received a word. We 
hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Thank you.